thanks for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. My name is Kelsey McAlexander, and I have the privilege of serving as the college ministry associate here at New Vision. And I'm just so glad that you decided to join me today as we continue to walk through this season of Advent together. Um, And so today we're going to be walking through a super short passage for our Advent study. Um, I'm going to read two verses out of Isaiah 30, um, and that's verse 15 and 18 in the NIV version. And it says, This is what the Sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel, says. In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. But you would have none of it. Yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. Therefore, he will rise up to show you compassion. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all who wait for him. And so again, that comes out of Isaiah 30. And so something that I love to do whenever I sit down with scripture and I'm really trying to understand it is um, I love, especially in the Old Testament, I try to understand the context of what I'm reading. I think that the culture of um, just the world that the people from the Old Testament were living in was so different than what we live in today. And so it's really important to try to understand like what's going on, what was happening Um, what was their culture like so we can have a better understanding of what the scripture that we're reading actually means. And so I feel like doing that often helps me better understand what's being said. And so what's happening here in Isaiah 30 is that the Assyrians, which were a major military force during that time, were attacking um, Israel, uh, Judah specifically. And so Judah looked to Egypt for protection from the Assyrians. But the problem is that this was not God's plan for his people. And so in looking to Egypt for protection, instead of just trusting the Lord and waiting on the Lord, God's people forsook him. And so in the midst of this situation, we come to verse 15 and eventually verse 18, and it's God's response. And in the midst of the situation, God is saying, in repentance and rest, you will be saved. And so Some other versions, instead of repentance, say returning and rest, you will be saved. Um, And so to return or repent means to turn away from our disobedience and turn back towards the will of God for our lives and what he has called us to. And then the resting part of that verse is the result of our return or our repentance. So he's saying repent, turn from your disobedience, and find rest in that return. So when we turn back to God and we trust that what he calls us to or what he's calling us to is what's best for our lives, we no longer have to strive to protect ourselves or elevate our own image or make all things right in our lives on our own. Like We can just trust um, that when we repent and commit to following God's lead for us, we can find true rest. Um, And I think more than we ever could when we are trying to take care of all the things in our lives on our own. I think we can find um, peace in that maybe for a little while, but eventually we're going to come to a place where when we're trying to take care of it all on our own and we're trying to be in control of all things, um, it's going to lead to just despair and brokenness. And so true rest is found in just following God's lead. And so... Um, I think that's what the the first part of the verse is saying. And then um, it says that the Lord continues and he says, in quietness and in trust is your strength. Um, And the word for quietness that's used here in Hebrew is shocket. And it means to be quiet, but it also means to be at peace. And so um, I think that's a good added 
context here because not only is he saying just like be quiet he's saying like you be at peace um and then it says to trust so in quietness or in peace and in trust is your strength um and so trust is just what he's saying with trust is just means fully trusting that wherever god is leading is what's best um And I think that really trusting God is something that's built over time. I mean, I definitely think that the Lord can always help us in that when we ask him. But I think it becomes easier to believe that he's working even when we can't see it. When we've seen him come through and provide time and time again. Um, And so I think that trust comes from reflecting on the past faithfulness of the Lord But even more than that, um, I think the question becomes, what if I've only been walking with God for a short amount of time? Like, what if I don't have this long history of walking with him and reflecting on his faithfulness in my life? What if I've just been walking with him for a few weeks or a few months? But even early on in your faith, reading scripture is a reminder of the faithfulness of God too, because he tells us, in Hebrews 13, that he is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And so I think just being reminded of that um, helps us to know that the God in the Bible who was faithful to David and Ruth and Abraham and all of these other characters that we read about in Scripture, um, he'll be faithful to you too because he's the same God. He's unchanging. He promises that um, in his word. And so I think even if you feel like you don't... Um, you haven't been walking with the Lord for a long time, like you can still reflect on his faithfulness in the past and that can lead you to trust him more deeply. Um, So again, in the first part of this verse, what God is really saying is come to me, trust me, believe that what I have for you is the very best thing for you. Trust that there is so much more peace in doing things my way than in trying to take matters into your own hands and mold the situation to be exactly what you think is best. Um, But as the verse continues, as I read earlier, it says, God says, but you would have none of it. So he's saying um, in repentance and rest is your salvation and in quietness and trust is your strength. But then he goes on and says, but you would have none of it. And essentially what he's saying here is that his people chose to find a quick fix instead of waiting on the Lord to provide. Like they got in a bind, they got stressed out and worried that the Assyrians were going to um, overtake them. And so they were like, okay, Lord, we don't have time to wait on you anymore. Like you're not doing anything about this. So we're just going to take care of it ourselves. And I think so many times when we read the Bible, at least for me, um, especially whenever I'm reading about the Israelites, I tend to think to myself, like, what on earth were they thinking? Like, why would they do that? Um, But, like, how often do we respond to God in the same way? Like, we're trying to make our own way for that new job or new house or new car or new friend or even, like, a spouse sometimes. Instead of waiting on the Lord to show us the best way, we get in a bind or we get nervous Um, that he's not going to come through. And so we just say, hey, Lord, like I'm tired of waiting on you. I don't believe that you're going to provide. I don't trust that you're going to come through. And so I'm just going to take care of this myself. Um, And I think we know what's best and we know what we need. But in reality, God is saying to us too, in repentance and rest is your salvation, in quietness and trust is your strength. So he's saying, just come to me, draw near to me, 
trust that what I have for you is the best thing for you, even if it doesn't seem like there's a way to it right now. Even if there isn't an open door or there isn't a light at the end of the tunnel, just trust that I'm working even when you aren't aware of it. Um, and I think that's, in, that's super important as we celebrate this season of Advent because it's a season that's meant to be all about Christ and the sweet, sweet gift of Him coming to earth um, as a man. But it's so often filled with stress or sorrow or a million other negative emotions. And so many of us may be grieving the loss of a loved one or a failed relationship during this time. Or maybe you're feeling like what you have to offer in this season isn't enough or you're feeling lonely or invisible to others. But whatever you're walking through in this season, Advent is about waiting on the Lord and trusting that He is going to carry us through to something so much better than what we ever thought was best for ourselves. And so as we continue on to verse 18, That's exactly what we're seeing here. Isaiah says, Yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. Therefore, he will rise up to show you compassion. And isn't that just the humbling truth of the gospel? Like even in our running and our controlling and our decision not to wait on God, he still chooses to be gracious and compassionate towards us. Despite our sin and our depravity and before we ever even decided to choose him, he still sent his son for us in the midst of it. And he still chose to give us the option of redemption. And so I thoroughly believe that he also wants to offer a chance for redemption in whatever circumstances you're facing in your life right now. Just like the end of the verse says, for the Lord is a God of justice. Bless are all who wait for him. Like he is just asking you to wait on him today or in this season and give him the opportunity to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could have ever thought or asked for. And so I hope that these truths are encouraging to you today. I know that they have been super encouraging to me in this season and such a good reminder that I don't have to be in control of everything and strive so much because the Lord is fighting for me even when I don't see it. But again, I'm so glad that you decided to listen to the podcast today, and I hope that you'll continue to tune in each day as we walk through this season of Advent together with our New Vision family. I'm praying that you know that God loves you and is for you today, and I hope you have a blessed rest of your day.